ahead and get started. I wish I had brought my binoculars tonight so I could see who all's back there. But I tell you, the back part looks good. It's crowded, it's packed, and uh, we are so glad all of you are here tonight. I can't tell you uh, what it means to me just to be here on a Wednesday night and see all your smiling faces. And we have visitors once again tonight. We're always thankful and uh, honored to have you. And uh, we hope that you'll come back and worship with us anytime that you have an opportunity. Uh, we will have worship service together this coming Sunday morning at 930. Uh, we will have Bible classes for all ages at 530. We would love uh, to see you then and hope you decide to come back. I have a few announcements. First of all, I hope you'll pick up one of the bulletins. Uh, if you have not done so before you leave, it has an updated list on the sick as well as other information. I want to remind our youth of the Tennessee Youth Series, as they call it. Uh, we'll take a group tomorrow evening to Stantonville, Tennessee. The bus will leave at 5.30. All 7th through 12th graders are encouraged to attend. <clears throat> also, we have an, a Horizons Outreach Project. Uh, our Horizon campers will be assembling 2,500 back-to-school packets for Chester County Schools. And we've been asked to collect some needed items, and those items are uh, in the bulletin, and uh, you can bring those uh, to the foyer by June the 25th. Also, we want to express our deepest sympathy again to the family of Don Dawson, who passed from this life on uh, June 2nd. Also, we extend our deepest sympathy to Sister Margaret Ann Sanders in the death of her nephew, Tim Sarton. Uh, that memorial service was yesterday at Zion's Rest. And again, uh, we want to commend Jonathan Hutchinson, who was baptized into Christ on June 3rd. Uh, the Freed Hardham Associates Salad Luncheon is coming up at the end of this month on June the 30th from 11 to 1. Plates are $10, and they can be pre-purchased from any associate. In conjunction with this, uh, there's going to be a very important meeting tomorrow night for all the associates at 7 o'clock in the Annex. This will be the final meeting before the salad luncheon. Also, let me put in a good word about our church directory. Uh, we had several to stay after services on Sunday to get your picture made. And if you would like your picture in the new directory or allow us to choose one, I guess it would be your choice. Uh, if your last name begins with A all the way down through L, you could just meet in front of the auditorium on Sunday morning following worship. Uh, they'll quickly get your picture. Also, go ahead and put on your calendar a gospel singing at Danville on Friday, June 23rd. Uh, please do that. Uh, tomorrow is our food pantry and clothes closet from 9 until 1030. Our uh, item this week is canned fruit. And if you would like to come tomorrow and help out or see what's going on, we'd love to have you. It's all the announcements that I have at this time. Uh, Brother Ken Scott's going to be leading our singing, and Brother Luther Mormon will dismiss us in prayer. Good evening. Uh, take your hymn books and turn to 939. Mark them to 939. This will be a song of encouragement in the proper time. Uh, then take your hymn books and turn to 943. 943.
with you tonight, if we can go ahead and get the slide uh, up, what I shared with our uh, food pantry and clothes closet people this past Thursday, and it's what I plan to share with them uh, tomorrow as well. Uh, these slides are on a sheet of paper. Last week, I just did a dry erase board, and it's very short, but it's something I think you need to hear because I think it's something you need to be able to share. This is something so simple that a second or third grader could understand it and share it. In Romans 6 and verse 23, the Bible says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And then the Bible says in Isaiah 59 and 1 and 2, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. And notice this. Your sins have hid his face from you that he does not hear. Let's go to the next slide. 
The point we need to understand is that there's a barrier between us and God. That barrier is sin. That sin separates us from God. In fact, it separates us so exclusively. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2 says that God will not hear your prayer. Now that right there does away with the sinner's prayer. You know, there's a lot of religious organizations today that advocate saying this prayer and pray to God that uh, you accept Jesus into your heart and, and God, I want forgiveness of my sins and God, uh, please uh, make me uh, one of your servants and I know I'm a, in a safe condition because I've ordered this prayer. The Bible says you can't even pray to God because of your sin. Something has to be done. We could not do it ourselves. And so the next slide, please, quickly. Uh, the Bible says, uh, John 3 and verse 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We need to understand that God did for us what we could not do for, his, for ourselves. God sent Jesus to take our place. Jesus came, and if you see the D on the screen, that stands for his death. The B stands for his burial. He shed his blood in his death, and he arose from the grave on the third day, and that blood will remove sin, the barrier between us and God. Next slide quickly, please. The gospel has to be obeyed if we want to be saved. Romans 6 and verse 3 says, Do you not know that all of us who've been baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in newness of life. And then the last slide, I believe, if you will. You see, when we obey the gospel, if we want the blood of Jesus to save us from our sins, we have to emulate the gospel. We have to emulate what Jesus did. He died on the cross, he was buried, he rose again the third day. And that's why when we are baptized into Christ, we are buried with our Lord in baptism. It's in the Lord's death that he shed his blood, it's in that burial in water that we contact the blood of Jesus. If you look at that last slide. And just like Jesus arose from the dead, we arise to walk in newness of life. Isn't that so simple? Such a simple concept, but it's one that almost all of our religious neighbors and friends have not yet grasped. I'm gonna have this on some uh, handouts at some point, so I'll be able to hand those to you. But I want you to think about this tonight, not only if it applies to you, if you have sin that's separating between you and God and you're not a Christian, you need to contact that blood by being baptized. Or if you've strayed away from God, if you have allowed sin to come into your life, maybe you need to come home and correct your life. And so tonight, if you need to respond to the invitation, we ask that you come now while we stand and sing. Oh, to
Let's sing one verse of 1014. 1014. Jesus loves me. Why the teachers make their way to the classroom. Jesus loves me.
started. Uh, I've got one prayer request so far. Um, Kevin uh, shared with me that Ella and Lori are going to be um, having free out tomorrow for uh, having consoles taken out and tubes put in. So, for both girls. And surgery will be next Wednesday. So, keep them in your prayers. This is Ella and Roro. Any other prayer requests? Keep Sue Mason in our prayers. Sue Mason. God in ICU, you said, in Tupelo with cancer. <coughs> Any prayers of Thanksgiving? That's one thing I always like to ask special for. Dear Rachel Daniels in the Tupelo Hospital. Rachel Daniels is in the Tupelo Hospital. Marley got released. There we go. There's a praise. Wait. She'll be darned her lips. Good. Dorothy Hester this afternoon, and she's doing much better. Dorothy Hester's doing better. Anyone else? Well, if you would bow with me, we'll go to our Father in prayer before we begin class. Father God, we come before your throne tonight humbled and in awe of your majesty. The storms that came through today, Father, that are still going through that shows just a, a portion of your power, Father. Father God, we know that you're the creator and the maker of all things, and, and we bow before you in, in honor of you. Father God, we pray that you'll be with us in this class tonight as we open up your word, as we discuss things that are on our hearts, Father, that they may be taken taken in and make us better servants for you and better to reach out to others. Father God, there have been names that have been lifted up that we want to bring to you. Um, we want to bring to you Ella and Rory uh, as they are uh, going into pre-op. We pray that everything goes well in their surgery next week. We pray for Sue Mason, who's not able to be with us. We pray for the Tommy Wilson family. Pray for Eddie Scott uh, as he's dealing with cancer and is in ICU. We pray for the Rachel's Dan Rachel Daniels, who's also in the hospital, Father. Father God, we know there's many others that are on our list that are in need of your prayers, in need of your comfort, that, that we didn't mention tonight, Father, but, but you know those that are on our hearts. and not just those that are going through illnesses and sicknesses, but those that are going through other struggles that um, may be placing a burden upon them. Father, help us to be comforts to them and to be your hands and feet before them, Father. Father God, we want to lift up to you 
prayers of thanksgiving, Father, we lift up to you. Marley, that she's been able to be released, and Dorothy Hester, that she's doing better. And Father, we know there's been many that have come off of our prayer list recently, and we are thankful for those answered prayers because we want to rejoice whenever you act in great ways, Father. And we pray that you'll be with us tonight in this class. Father God, be with me as, as, as I lead. And Father God, we ask that uh, all that we do be to your glory. We thank you so much for your son, Jesus Christ, and it's his name we pray. Amen. So tonight we're going to be talking about our families and specifically stress and its impact. And I've disconnected from up there, so we're going to try this one more time. So what's a driver of stress? One might be whenever Brother Ken came up to me, run into me and says, Jeremy, what you doing next Wednesday? I'm going to be out of town here to teach. It's like... You have no chance to respond. You just say, okay. <laughs> so that can be a, a driver of stress for, for us. And we'll talk about more things here just momentarily, but I want us to start off with Jesus. If you can read this on here, let's see if it'll go sideways. There we go. This is in Luke 22, where Jesus is in the Mount of Olives, and he's praying. He came out and went, and as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down, and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became great drops of blood, falling down to the ground. And he rose from prayer, he came to his disciples, and found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. Would you say that our Lord was stressed in that moment? Okay. Our Lord's been through all the stresses that we could go through. We've seen where he's lost friends. We see where he goes here in the garden to the point where his sweat drops are like blood. And so we see that God, Jesus, has gone through stress. And so we can relate to that. We can go through that. Stress isn't anything new, right? It's been going on for how long? forever, from the very beginning, okay? As soon as Adam and Eve got kicked out of the garden, what did they have to do? Huh? They had to work. They had to start stressing about what? Food. All of a sudden, now they got to worry about eating, okay? What about the animals? Think they're at fear at some point? So throughout hunter-gathering time frame where we would go out and we would harvest or we'd go out into the woods whenever we had um, uh, pioneers going across the country, they had animals, they had wilderness that they had to go through. And so that would cause a stress. So what's our reaction to stress? Generally, we say there's two choices. Fight or flight. Fight or flight. It's always been the norm. We still have those things today, but 
we don't always have that fight or flight opportunity now. So many stresses aren't something that we can necessarily run away from. What's a stress you can't run away from? Children. Can't run away from your children. You can try. You can lock yourself in the bathroom and you can, you know, just get your space. But, you know, you open that door, what's going to be there? Those kids. They're going to be there. Or bang, 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 bang. While you're in the bathroom, they're going to keep on going there. So, yes, you can't necessarily run away from your children. What else? Your job. You, you might have a stressful job. You might be able to change jobs, but, you know, there's still going to be stresses from one job to the next. Things that you can't always run from. Things you can't necessarily always, always fight. They're just a part of life. Sicknesses. Sicknesses. Sometimes it just happens, right? You have a sickness and you can't run it. You can try to fight it with medicines and with other things. Sometimes they're fightable from that. Sometimes they're not. It's just things we have to learn to live with. So, historically, you had stresses, you could run away from them. You could run away from the animals. You could uh, fight, try to win the battle. Uh, today, we don't always have that. So what happens to us physically whenever that happens? What are some physical effects Blood pressure. Ulcers. Ulcers. Heart attacks. Weight gain. Somebody said something back. Poor sleep. Insomnia. Okay. Depression. Okay. So stress has effects on us that... Did somebody say something? No. Uh, stress has effects on us an outward effect of what we're dealing with internally. And so there's been, does that happen the first day of stress? No. When, does, when do those things usually come on? You've been dealing with it for a long time. It finally gets too much and your body just can't handle it anymore. And so science has, has a lot of evidence of what those cumulative effects of stress and uh, from, again, heart disease, uh, angina, arrhythmia, hypertension, migraines, headaches, ulcers, diabetes, many other diseases. All of us in here are Americans. We're proud people, right? Do we always like to share those stresses, bear those upon someone else? Hmm? No. We don't. And so we just kind of bear that burden. Well, this is my burden to bear. I'm fighting it. This is how I fight it. And so it can build up. It can wear you down, wear you out. But if we look back at what Jesus went through and his stress, who did he want beside him? As close as apostles. So there's a lesson for us. When we're going through stresses, we need those people beside us. We need our close friends beside us to help bear those burdens, whether that's sickness, whether that's job issues, whether no matter what that might be. Let's flip over to Philippians 4, 6 through 9, and Rick, if you would read that for us. 
Sorry, I snuck that one in on you. Mm-hmm. He's on the red mic, guys. Okay, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. You say it through nine. Nine. Mm -hmm. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So, if we're dealing with stresses, if we're dealing with struggles, this verse may be a comfort to you. It may be more of a challenge to you. Verse 6, be anxious for nothing. That's tough, isn't it? That's tough. It's easy to say those words. It's something different to live it, isn't it? Okay. But the next verse, the next portion of this, what are we called to do? But in everything by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let it be known to God. Let it be known to God. We're going to go through some things here momentarily about uh, how we can deal with stresses, what we can do, but... Everything kind of hinges there. For us as Christians, we've got to be able to let it go. We've got to be able to hand it over to God. So we've talked about this some, sources of stress. Uh, any other thoughts on some of our sources of stress, what they may be? Jeremy, I would also add, I've been guilty of this at times, is sometimes it is self-induced. Ah. We'll take we'll take something very minute and we'll make it a hundred times larger than it actually is. Okay. So self-induced stress, making worrying about something. Uh, I'm thinking of another word, procrastination. Anybody cause themselves stress for procrastinating on something? Yep. So, it can cause stress on other people. Uh, yeah, it doesn't just affect you. It can affect other people. We'll go through some here. What about loss? If you lose a family member, whether by death, you lose, lose a family member on death, or you've lost your health. We mentioned that one previously. Divorce. Divorce. We'll talk about that one. Or your job. We talked about jobs. So when you have a loss with death, I see this a lot in my work where one spouse took care of all the finances. That spouse passes, the next one comes in and says, I ain't got a clue. And that's a stress on them. It's a worry on them. They don't know what they're doing. And it takes years for them to, to get that underneath their feet. Health, we all know what the, the ramifications of loss of health. Is that just a stress on the person? Who else is a stress on? Family. Family, friends, 
Caregivers. Caregivers. Okay. So, you know, there's lots of stresses that, that can be imparted upon us. You could have financial stress. That's where a lot of marriage problems often come from is, is a financial matter. Or work-related. You can have stresses from your boss putting undue burdens on you, undue expectations. You could have general job issues. You've got uncertainties in what's going to happen. Well, they're laying off these other people. I survived this one. What about the next one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of that, all of that up there, whether it's whether it happens by something that you're doing or by something of your not doing. Yeah. When we're not in control, so to speak, I think we're Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You. You. you, you we don't, but we know who holds the future, don't we? Okay, and so that's where our hope and our help can come from because we know the end of the story, don't we? Okay, so there's certain stresses that we can say, look, that's the world. We're going to let the world take care of the world. We're going to take care of what God tells us to take care of, right? Okay, so there's certain stresses that we can have put upon us from the outside world. I don't doubt that one bit. We see that in the, in the first century where everyone uh, in their community, the, the, the spiritual leaders of the time, were persecuting the Christians. It wasn't just people from without. It was people that should be believing the same things. So um, things outside of our control can cause us. Financial stresses with debts. What about life changes? Jim mentioned divorce. Can marriage be a stress? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah both for newlyweds as well as those that have been married for a while. I mean, Janita just said, yeah, you know. So marriage can be a stress in a good way and in, and in, in helping one another, okay? Pregnancies, we've already mentioned about having, having children. Kevin, is Lauren stressed sometimes? Cool as a cucumber with three kids running everywhere. I don't know ex anything about what you're going through. <laughs> okay. And so pregnancies can be stressed. You go the unknown. What's, what's happening? Is everything going okay? And then you have the new baby. I'll tell you, me and Leanne, we got, we got Jack in the car and we go, the only thing we had to do was know how to put in a car seat. We know nothing else, okay? But, you know, he's, he's turned out with, with, for the most part, okay. He's got some quirks, you know, but, you know, that's, that's more our quirks more so than him, okay? So the uncertainty of a newborn can be a, stre can be a stress. Retirement. Anybody, anybody close to retirement? You stressing about it? When, this past year, whenever the market dropped down, you go... Huh? Just hurry up and get here. That's right. A lot of people, you know, right now, financially, past year, the market went down. And so they go, oh, no, my retirement plans aren't what they were. So retirement can be a stress. You can have an issue where you've always worked, and if you don't have something to do, what happens? 
It's, yeah. You just don't know what to do with yourself. And then that goes back and adds stress on the marriage where, where somebody says, hey, you need to go back to work. <laughs> okay? Yeah, you need to get out. Okay, you got to get out of the house and go do something. Okay? Uh, what about moving? Whether that's by choice or by uh, uh, being forced by a job. Moving can be a stress. So there's all sorts of life changes that can add things to us. Events, holidays, gatherings, birthdays. Birthdays aren't stressful, are they? As long as it's somebody else's. As long as it's somebody else's, that's right. See, you know, sometimes you worry, well, now I'm turning this many. And so you start worrying about, well, how many more do I have left? Or you worry about, well, i got to figure out something that somebody wants to give me, and then I worry about all that, and, you know, it's things that don't always matter. So birthdays can be a stress. Reliving a traumatic event. Uh, event. So maybe a PTSD type um, issue. So events can have stress in the time as well as it coming up. Holidays where you don't have a loved one with you. Family gatherings, nobody stresses when family gets together, do they? No, nobody's, nobody's got those people in their families. There's that one word, Kevin, uncertainties. What about test results? What's going to happen? Or I've taken that, that exam, what, am I going to pass? I've gotten this blood test done, I'm waiting on results. Or what's the cancer test going to come back and say? What's the doctor going to? And so we build things up. We build those worries up. And lastly, we, we talked about this, the environment. It can be our surroundings. Uh, some people, they're not always the, clean, the cleanest and, and most tidy. So what might that do to you just if what your space that you're in is a mess? What can it do to you? Drives you crazy, right? Okay. The mess gets so big you don't know what to do with it, and then it just always continues. Social media. Social media doesn't give anybody stress, does it? No, not at all. I mean, everybody's peachy, peachy clean and, and, and happy-go-lucky. Everybody's, you know, wants to get along on social media, don't they? So social media can be a source. The news or politics or the economy, inflation, all those things can cause stress on it if we allow it in. So some of these environmental things we can control. We can fight back on those or ignore them or otherwise, but some of these we just can't. We've talked about some of the negative effects, said headaches, blood pressure, obesity, you can have uh, rashes come up, uh, depression. We had a, a whole workshop on that, just general anxiety. All those things are results of stress. Those are health matters. What about mentally? What are some mental signs? Loss of concentration. Sorry? Headaches, that's, that's more of a physical. Any other mental effects of, of stress? Taking too much medicine. Having too much medicine. Need, need medical, medical treatment for that, and sometimes that's needed to help, to help you get through it. Trouble problem solving. Can't problem solve and can't think through it. It goes back to that, that concentration. Mood swing, yeah, that's the first one. Irritability, aggression. Okay, you just you just you, you got you, you got a short temper. You just can't deal with the next problem. I, I can't take on any more. I've reached my limit. 
And so everything is a quick reaction against something. It can get to suicidal if you have too much on you. I think there's a few steps between there. You go to the depression stage and, and like we talked about at the workshop. It impacts other people like Jesus said, can't you stay away? Yeah, yeah. It, it in fact, it, it, it affects the way that you interact with others. Like I've asked you to do this one thing and you will not do this one thing. So what, I mean, that's what Jesus did in the garden. Okay. Uh, insomnia, we talked about sleep, that feeling of loss of control. Uh, that was mentioned, fatigue or exhaustion, you just, you, you just never can feel like you've got the energy, sadness, that goes into the depression side, we talked about concentration and memory problems, you just, just, you, your mind just can't, can't focus on what it needs to. Okay, so let's talk about how do we cope with all this? All this is, is things that build up, and they're on us, and I guarantee you everyone in here has some level of stress on them, okay? I guarantee it. How do we deal with it, okay? I am not the one qualified necessarily to teach this part of this class, okay? I deal with numbers, but you'd be surprised how much I, I, I have a counseling hat at times in my position, okay? Because you got to talk people things through. So I'll go ahead and tell you. This is, this is mostly the list that Kim provided in his stuff. I'm an accountant, okay? Not, not a mental health expert, okay? But these are good things that we can learn along the way. We gotta keep things in perspective, okay? Rick, if you would read Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Okay. Sometimes this is just our season to go through this stress. Sometimes stress is just a part of life, right? Kevin, y'all are going to have a baby here, Lord willing, in a few months, right? Okay. The stress of the newborn, you've been through that with three other ones, right? Those pass, and what comes next? Stress of a toddler. Okay. Once you got the toddler out, what comes next? Huh? School, stress of school. Now they're in school, and so now we've got to deal with homework, and we've got that stress. And then once we get done with that, now we've got stress of? Teenagers. Teenagers. Oh, my. I don't know anything about that yet. But we're getting close. Jack says he's already 13. If you round up, we say, no, it doesn't work like that, son. Okay? So some things are just part of life, right? There's a season for everything. And so some, some of these things we're going to put in perspective. Hey, I know I've just got to go through this. This is just part of this time, okay? For a strong family, and that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about from a family size. We want to minimize the stress to keep things in perspective, okay? Realize that stress is a part of normal life. Stress is a part of normal life. There are certain times where things are going to be hard, and that's okay. When you have four kids that are below the age of six, it gets hard. Okay? I can talk from that standpoint. Leanne can talk from that, that standpoint a whole lot farther than I can. Okay? Sometimes there's just stress. When you have a child that is grown and has lost a job, and your heart feels for them, and you want to provide for them, or you know that they're going to go through hard times, that's a stress that they're going through, but you feel also. Okay? God's going to take care of it because God provides for who? God provides for the birds of the air. 
God provides for everything, okay? Sometimes there's just a season. There's seasons of heartache. There's seasons of pain. But there's seasons of joy too, right? Okay? So sometimes when things are hard, no, hey, we're going to make it through this. Minimize the stress. Keep it in perspective. No, we're not alone. Everything I've talked about, the stresses that Leanne and I have gone through, we're warning the Brumleys, hey, there's four kids. We understand, okay? We've been through it. You're going to make it through it too, okay? There's nothing that the younger folks in here are going to go through that the older's haven't, okay? Everybody goes through the same thing, right? It's just at different stages in life. We can make it through. We aren't alone. We're not unique. Know that we can tackle these troubles head on. And realize when we think about, hey, I know that Bob went through this. I can go to him for encouragement, for guidance, for help. And as a brother in Christ, he's going to provide that. Okay? Or I know that Uncle Milton has done it. I can go to him. Okay? Rely on your brothers and sisters when you're going through something. Find out how they made it through it. Item number two, let go and let God. Proverbs 3 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Go ahead and read Psalms 46 and 10 too. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. So sometimes when we let go, we know that God's in control, right? God's going to be the one that takes care of it. God knows all. God can control all of it. Sometimes the best thing we can do is just say, I can't deal with this. I'm going to give this issue to God. And it will work itself out. Okay. Put it in God's hands. Sometimes that's a health issue, right? Where you just say, nothing I can do about this. I can't stress over this anymore. It, it's, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just going to give this one to God. Because there's nothing more I can do. We got a, a, a story here. Worrying can be like a rocking chair. Anybody heard this one before? There's a lot of motion going on, but you're not getting anywhere, right? Okay. Worrying can deplete our energy, keeps us fearful, interferes with us affecting normally, or affect, uh, 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 effective functioning. Those mental issues that we talked about, those health issues that we talked about. Okay. So we need to help one another say, here, these are things we might not be able to control. We're going to let go and let God take care of it. I know that's hard. To, it's easy to say, but sometimes that's what we have to do. Let's look at focusing on something bigger than ourselves. Uh, we've already read Philippians 4, uh, 6 through 9. Again, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. We got to realize that God's given us a bigger mission, right? Okay? And so sometimes we have to focus on something bigger. You know, sometimes you have to throw yourself into something different to get your mind off the stresses that are in the way, right? And so maybe give yourself a different mission. 
one that works with the church or one that's a personal mission, a personal goal, okay? Get caught up in something larger than us can give us security, confidence, serenity to deal with stresses of the daily life, okay? Let's get out of the little details that, we're, that we get stuck in on each and every day and let's dive into, hey, this is where I can be more useful. This is where I can get some relief from my stress and let me kind of step away from myself, okay? Because if you have that outlet, you have that ability to go and help someone else, what does that do for you mentally? Gives you good endorphins, right? Gives you happiness, gives you joy. And when you have those things, it helps you deal with the other things in life. There's a balance, right? We need that balance. When things get stressful, and that's where the next item comes in, humor yourself, okay? When things get out of, out of line one direction, we need something else to help fix that chemical imbalance in our mind. Those negative stresses, those things that, that uh, uh, bear us down. And then what do they say about laughter? It's the best medicine. Okay. Okay. Read, uh, read that one for us. Proverbs 15 and 13. A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance. But the sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. Okay. But, but by the sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. So we either, we're, we're striving to be cheerful. Okay. We know that there's going to be times of sorrow. That's going to have a break in our hearts. But if we can balance that out, humor can be a good step towards that. Okay. I had... I, 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 had edited this and had some notes in there and I totally failed and print out the old one. So there's a Clean Jokes TV on YouTube that has some really good just one-liners. Some of them are bad jokes, some of them are good. Uh, one of them that I remember is uh, my wife got annoyed at me uh, with all my B jokes and then it really stung when she told me that. Okay, <laughs> see, it can be corny jokes, see, dad jokes. Rick, Rick likes that, okay? So you can have all sorts of things, you know. There's the one that says, you know, don't talk bad about somebody until you walk a mile in their shoes. Well, after you've had their shoes on for a mile and you're a mile away from them, you can say all the bad things you want to about them, right? That's right. Okay? So those things, even just that little bit, puts good feelings inside your body that can help relieve some of those stresses, okay? And so you've got to find those outlets. You've got to find those things. And like I said, that's just a little short. Some of them are bad jokes that are just corny that you go, eh, you know? And sometimes we just need those corny jokes, right? Try, we need to try to take things um, seriously that need it, but poke fun at the rest, okay? It's okay to laugh even whenever you're upset and tired. Read Matthew six thirty four, please. And I had that on probably quoted. Matthew six thirty four. Therefore take Therefore take no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Okay. Take one step at a time. I'll go ahead and tell you one of the things that makes me ineffective at work 
if anybody's been in my office, all you see is piles. Okay, I know what those piles are. They're in there. They're organized. But sometimes those piles get to the point of going, what do I do next? And you get overwhelmed with thinking about all the things that have to be done rather than just saying, here, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Okay? One step at a time. We're not worried about, Kevin right now is not worried specifically about new baby being born. He is worried about that, but his stress for tomorrow and today is what? Pre-op. Okay? So we've got a lot of things between here and now that we can worry about stresses on baby, and we we are always worried about those things, and we want the baby to be healthy, and we want all those things. But there's only so much our minds can hold at one point, right? There's only so much that we can deal with at one time. And so sometimes we just have to say, okay, this is what I have to worry about today. I just have to get through the next five minutes. I just have to get through the next 10 minutes, the next hour, or the whole day before we start worrying about what might happen in here in three months when the kids go back to school, okay? Now, do we need to plan for the kids to go back to school? Sure we do, but those stresses and emergencies aren't today's stresses and emergencies. Refresh and restore. We know when in creation, what did God do after he created everything? He rested, okay? Read Psalms 4 and 8 for me, please, Rick. Few exceptional people seem to be able to go through a breakneck pace over a long period of time. These folks, they enjoy their work, they go, they, their, their work is a play to them, it, it refreshes them. Now, is everybody's job like that? No, it's not. Not all of us are built that way. Most of us aren't that fortunate. It's too much work, worry, stress, hassle, confusion, we can come up to, bur- to burn out. Go ahead and read that verse for Nate. I will both lay, lay, down, lay me down in peace and sleep for thy Lord only makest me dwell in safety. So sometimes we just need to go to sleep and know that God is there to comfort us. God is there to look over us. We all need a chance to restore our minds, our spirits, and our bodies. We need to find a way to refresh ourselves. That may be through singing. Maybe through prayer. Maybe through fishing. Whatever you need to get through the day to get through that moment. Now, I'm not saying you do that and only do that solely and you go and become a hermit. I'm not saying that. But you need to find an outlet that helps you to come back to center, not to be so stressed, not to be on so far on one side. We've got to come back to center. Center. Uh, sometimes that's going to be studying. Sometimes that may mean we need help. We've got to go get therapy or we may have to take something to help us get through this part of our lives. That's okay. That's okay. I know we're getting close on time. Yep, three minutes. All right. As a family, we need to assess the stresses in our lives. Help prioritize them, help deal with them, help go through them. Okay, take an assessment of it and then you realize, well, it's not as bad as it feels like. But I've been thinking about it and worrying about this one little thing, like Adam said, that I've made a mountain out of a molehill. 
So let's assess those stresses. Not all of them are going to be negative stresses. Some of them can be good things like marriages or vacations, but we need to talk about it as a family. Exercise can be a good outlet. You know, I'm not one that runs, but you know, people talk about getting those runner highs. Bless them. Okay. I think I'd rather be out rowing the boat out on, on, on the lake, okay? something like that. That may be where my energy outlet needs to go uh, because just running down the road just doesn't do it for me. Okay? But find an exercise because what does that do? That puts different hormones in our bodies. It helps us to flush out those negative feelings. It gives us a chance to mentally be away from everything and think about a problem, to work through a situation. You might just be walking, maybe bicycling, whatever. Cultivate your sense of humor. Hey, here's my jokes. Uh, hey, can a, jumper, can, can a kangaroo jump higher than the Empire State Building? Of course not. The, the, or of course it can. The Empire State Building can't, uh, can't jump. Okay, see, bad jokes, you know. What do you call a bear with no teeth? A gummy bear. Okay. All right. See, see, the only ones laughing are my family because they love me over here. Okay. I, I want everybody to realize that. Okay. Why did the man fall in the well? He couldn't see the well. Okay. See, see how bad they are. It doesn't take anything. Why did the man fall in the well? He couldn't see that well. All right. So find something to cultivate your sense of humor. I need to work on mine. All right. Find a hobby that refreshes you and pleases you. Uh, periodic review plans concerning death. This is one of those stresses that kind of come on to the people after you, okay? Because they're not sure what's going on next. So help them out. Having a living will, letting them know where things are, letting have being organized, okay? That can be stressful to go through and do all that. I understand, but one step at a time. Have a plan. Hey, we need to do X, Y, and Z. Um, use TVs, movies, or events as, as a catalyst for family discussions, saying, hey, this is a situation we're going to go through. We're going to at least introduce and talk about this topic by looking here, okay? Hey, this event happened. Let's talk about how, how we might handle that, okay? So there's stresses that, that we can see others go through and how we can, how we can deal with them. All right, so I'm going to leave this next one up here. This next thing is going to be a social survey, or us not social, but yeah, social survey on stresses, okay? I want you to kind of get out your calculators on your phone. We're going to go through a list of, of, of items here. They're going to have a number off to the side. You add those numbers up. These are things that have ha might have happened in the last year, and you see how, how many stress indicators you might have. It, it may be indicative of what you may be going through, okay? so. If you're between below 150, your stress level may not be very high. Between 150 and 300, you need to make efforts to reduce them. Below and above 300, we got to find a way to get rid of those items because it be, could, could be causing health issues. So here's your survey. Death of a spouse, 100. That is a, one of the biggest stress indicators on somebody. Divorce, marital separation, a jail term, death of a close family member, personal injury or loss, marriage, fired at work or lost the job, marital reconciliation, so that's coming back through, you're still working through some things, retirement, change in the health of a family member, pregnancy, sexual difficulties, 
gain on new family, gain of a new family member, business readjustment, change in financial state, death of a close friend, change to a different line of work, change in the number of arguments with your spouse. We're arguing more, okay? Or we're arguing less. You know, some people aren't happy if they're not arguing with each other, okay? High mortgages, which is going to be a thing that more people are struggling with with the, the economy and inflation and, and interest rates. Foreclosures, changing responsibilities at work, son or daughter leaving home. Anybody got empty nest syndrome? Uh, troubles with in-laws? Outstanding personal achievement. I think that's one where you hold yourself to a higher standard and so you put in that same stress on yourself. Spouse begins work or stops working, beginning or ending of school, change in living conditions, trouble with boss, change in your residence, schools, sleeping habits, family, number of family get-togethers, vacation and Christmas. So certain things have more stress on us over a long term because you think about Christmas, once we get past Christmas, what happens? That's no longer a problem. You know, the kids are talking about what they want next year. But if we think about the other end of that scale and we've lost a spouse, Christmas comes and goes, I still don't have my spouse. Okay? And so that may be one of those things that diminishes over time, but it's always there. So two or three years from now, it may only be a 25 on the scale, but today it's 100. All right? So realize what stresses may be you may be going through that you don't even realize because we've just gotten numb to it. We've just gotten used to it. This is just what I have to do. This is, this is, the, uh, this is what I'm dealing with. Okay, I'm going to go back and leave this on there. Galatians 2 and 6 was my last note, and I don't remember. Anybody quote it offhand? Somebody help me out, Galatians 2 and 6. Galatians 2 and 6. I'm... 2 and 6. No. No. Maybe a 6 2. Long and short, Galatians 6 2 or 2 6 or wherever it is in there. Bear one another's burdens. When you see this list, think about other people's, think about other people, your friends, your family, your brothers and sisters in Christ that you know are going through some of these things. You know they're stressed. You know what they've gone through. Bear one another's burdens. Help them through this in some way. Give them a meal. Give them a hug. Be with them. Be the hands and feet of Christ, okay? Be those disciples that Jesus wanted to stay awake and pray with him, okay? Thank you all for your attention. Thank you for your comments. God bless you. <laughs>